Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. Hey, welcome everyone. Hope you are having a great day. Special shout out today to my good friend, Yoshiko Dart, wife of the late Justin Dart. Do you know, just today, I was looking through my desk and I found a bookmark that Justin and Yoshiko, I think actually Yoshiko gave this to me years ago, and it says, you have power, live the dream, I love you, Justin Dart Jr., and Yoshiko, as you can see, I'm going to keep his spirit alive, what a great man he was, and what a great woman Yoshiko is. Okay, hey, I want to thank today my lead sponsor, Highmark. Thank you so much for being the sponsor of this show and AudioEye, a really great company, technology company that's changing the world with digital accessibility. And before I introduce my guest, hey, Ireland. I don't know what's happening here. Every week, we get more listeners from Ireland. You guys are rocking it, man. You must be really dedicated to disability. And you know what? Keep up. Keep up what you're doing. And also, we have actually listeners from a total of 17 countries. However, Ireland. They're like on fire in Ireland. So, just wanted to send you a shout out. I want to tell you before I introduce our guest today, who is the Vice President of Multicultural Markets and Alliances for the Marriott. I want to tell you about him. When I first met Apoorva, which was at the USBLN conference, I liked him immediately. Like, if you meet him, you'll like him immediately. He is just charismatic, friendly. But you know what? I want to tell you this about him. He's very kind. You know that? He's very kind because when you talk to him, he really listens. And he is very committed to the employment of people with disabilities and to quality of life for people with disabilities. So you've heard me say this before. I'll say it now. He's the real deal. So Apoorva Gandhi, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. That's so kind of you. Uh, I wish I could have recorded it so I could play it for my kids. I really appreciate (laughs) your kind words. (laughs) Just tell them. Hey, everyone, don't forget the show's on demand. You can go uh, and you, you go. go to Voice America or my website. Uh, so if you're listening now, you got to tell everyone about Apoorva so so they can also hear him. So Apoorva, I think we'll start since we have all these listeners throughout the world um, with you telling everyone what you do for the Marriott. And before you do, I've got to say we love the Marriott because the Marriott has been known for many, many years for being disability friendly. So, with that, Apoorva, what do you do at the Marriott? Sure. Thank you so much. And again, it's a real joy to be uh, on your show. And Joyce, thanks so much for all the great and hard work you're doing because, you know, the thing I love about what you do with Bender Consulting is that you're focused on jobs, 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 helping folks um, get uh, employment so that they uh, are able to, uh, you know, achieve their dreams and, and have a career. And you know, it doesn't get more important than that. So thanks so much for, for everything you're doing. So I'm, uh, you know, I have this very exotic sounding title. I'm vice president for multicultural affairs at Marriott International. I just want to reassure everyone, though my title says that I'm in charge of multicultural affairs, my job is actually not to go around having multicultural affairs. Let's <laughs> make sure everyone understands that. Uh, <laughs> Um, my, <laughs> I don't think my wife would. I don't think my wife would like that that job very much. Um, but um, what I do get to do is uh, really focus externally on engaging with many diverse organizations um, and tell our story about Marriott International 
um, you know, our work uh, with uh, the people with disabilities community, African Americans, Latinos, LGBT veterans, our heroes, um, and Asians, and work very closely with great organizations like USBLN, the United States Business Leadership Network, and um, bring some programs um, to USBLN and hear about great programs that USBLN has and bring those back to Marriott. So it's very much an external um, facing role. I get to work a lot with our customers and tell them and show them how Marriott's a great place for you to work for us as an associate, to do business with us as a supplier, uh, own one of our hotels, and of course, be one of our valued and honored guests. We'd love to have all of you. So I think I have one of the greatest jobs in the world where I get to tell that story and work on programs uh, that really support our culture of always putting people first. And when we say putting people first, that means all people. Uh, I also get to work internally with our teams on the idea of cultural competence, understanding different folks from all walks of life, and learning how we can ensure and do everything we can to help make sure everyone has a great stay and experience with Marriott International around the world and in uh, our 30 different brands and over 6,000 hotels. Just a little bit about what I do. You do a lot. Wow. You <laughs> do a lot. And, you know, Apoorva, I always say people with disabilities, families of people with disabilities, they really notice corporations that are disability friendly, and that's usually where they decide, oh, yeah, this is where I'm going to go. I'm going to purchase goods from here. I'm going to stay at this hotel. They're going to get my business. It really does. So here I am, a woman living with epilepsy. But years ago, I was the chair of the American Association of People with Disabilities. Actually, I left, came back on. Uh, and I serve with Ted Kennedy Jr. now, who is the chair and I'm the vice chair. But why I brought this up is for years I would hear about the Marriott, you know, and how the Marriott was disability friendly. So I, for that reason, I want to tell you, Apoorva, I am a platinum member of the Marriott. All right. Well, fantastic. Yes, I am. Well, yes. And so I, am, I am one of those... Uh, practicing what I preach. And I just want to tell you, Porva, I get absolutely the best service everywhere I go. And you know why that is? Because I say I know Apoorva Gandhi. No, that's oh not Oh, my true. goodness. <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, well, I wish I, that were the case. I do. That's so kind of you. That's so kind. I, and, and thank you for staying with us. And I agree with you. You know, um, people can tell when they're, they're engaging with a corporation that shares the same goals of, as they do, you know, putting people first, respect for the individual. But also, you know, if things aren't going right, you know, the idea that success is never final and we want to do everything we can to help fix it. And that's part of what I really take a lot of pride in trying to do is uh, ensure that we're doing everything we can to get better and better with every day. So thank you so much for staying with us. Um, and we hope you continue, and, uh, and we, we can't wait uh, to, to host you next time with the red carpet treatment. Well, I, I, I love the Marriott for many reasons, but as I said, one is how you have been known in the disability community for just such a long time. And by the way, when I am at the Marriott, it is accessible in all ways for people with disabilities and I frequently see people you know in wheelchairs or with their service dogs and um, right. so you know I I am I Apoorva did not tell me to say all this I am proud to be a platinum member of the Marriott <laughs> and as I said it makes a difference when an organization cares about people with disabilities. So, Apoorva, what you were just saying uh, about you could buy a Marriott or, but, but, you know, the Marriott, you own other properties. I mean, you, you know, you are really oh, yeah. large. So I thought maybe just quickly you could tell everyone how large is the Marriott and what other prop, uh, properties does the Marriott own? Sure. So, 
Uh, many of you may know that we uh, recently, in the last couple of years, acquired Starwood Hotels. Um, so, and that they have so many great brands and such a great match for us. So, with the combination of Marriott and former Starwood, we are now uh, um, a leading global lodging company with more than six thousand properties in 122 countries and territories around the globe. And you know, we've been in business now for n- nearly 90 years. And wow. we're so proud. Yeah, 90 years. And we're all, we are around the globe. And we actually encompass 30 different brands. So those brands can range from Marriott to the Ritz-Carlton to Moxie to Sheraton and Weston, as well as uh, Four Points and the Element brand. Um, we have lots of different brands that will give our consumers and associates lots of great choices um, for their travel needs, whether it's a business trip, whether it's a family trip, whether it's just a, a girlfriend's getaway, or if you just want some alone time. <laughs> uh, we have something for every type of, of trip, and which is something that we're super excited about. But yeah, we are around the globe, and uh, we, we, again, we feel we have brands for every different type of travel needs. And uh, one thing I should tell you you know, uh, we're, we're in the process of merging together our Merit Rewards and Starward Preferred Guest Programs. But here's the interesting thing. Many people don't know. If you're platinum in one of those, you're platinum in all of it. So you need to go to members.marriott.com, and um, you can link your Starwood and Marriott accounts. And, uh, Joyce, you mentioned you're platinum. Well, now you're platinum in Starwood, too. So there you go. And uh, we want to make Yeah, we'll make sure we get you the, the red carpet treatment no matter where you are. Yeah, that is really great. That That is really great. Well, um, Apoorva, you know, many people go into different careers in their life. Uh, you chose to work in an area of diversity across the board, as you said, uh, it, with partners throughout the world. What made you decide to pursue that? What, why did you do that? Sure, sure. So, you know, I've, I've been in the working world for about, uh, 25 years or so. And, um, you know, my first job uh, when I was in college was at a Marriott. I was a front desk associate at the Greenbelt Marriott. Um, when I graduated uh, from the University of Maryland, I went to work for Accenture for 13 years, where actually my main job there was I was a telecom business consultant. I did mergers and acquisitions. I did reorganizations and, and focused on driving business value that way. But while I was at Accenture, I always, you know, kind of as an extracurricular activity, led our diversity and inclusion efforts. Um, And then when I came over to Marriott, uh, again, my first seven or eight years here, I was, again, an internal consultant focused on business uh, integrations and and reengineering. But then for the last six years, I was asked to take a look at this role looking at diversity and inclusion. And what led me to want to take, kind of increase my involvement from an extracurricular activity to a main full-time role was my personal experience being part of an immigrant family um, in the great United States. You know, diversity and inclusion was something that was always important to me. You know, I know how it felt to be excluded um, as a kid with a funny name growing up here. Uh, I know how it feels to be left out of things. Um, and it's not a good feeling. And it was something that I felt from very early in my, in my lifetime. And I knew that uh, helping others hopefully not feel that way or doing everything I can to help eat, try to level the playing field as best as possible uh, was something that was very important to me. And uh, when you have those feelings, I think you naturally gravitate towards roles that uh, help you address some of those. And I take great pride in being able to have as my day job, the idea of, of focusing on inclusion and doing everything I can to help bring folks together and ensure that everyone has an equal opportunity um, and try to do what I can to promote inclusion. So it's been part of how I've grown up, to be honest, and uh, some of the feelings I had as a kid, being bullied, being left out of things, uh, being taunted. And I know that, sadly, those things still go on, either outwardly or subtly. So I, I view it as, a, as an honor to have this opportunity. Two things. For, and then I want to go back to about your family. Uh, for I, I want to mention, I'm 
so glad you brought that up about being bullied because kids with disabilities are bullied more than any other group in the United States. And sadly, uh, many have taken their life by suicide because it's terrible to be called a freak on Facebook, you're ugly, you're weird, you know, being isolated. Uh, I mean, I could go on and on as to what happens to children with disabilities. But since we do have young people that follow this show, I wonder if you could just make a brief statement to them because, you know, look at you now. You're so successful as to how they could deal with being bullied. Wow. Um that's a heavy question and one that I would take very seriously. You know, um, if you're asking me to speak to people who've been bullied and I, I being one of them, um, what I would say is speak up. Mm-hmm. Let people know that this is happening. Um, you know, this still goes on a lot, but schools or workplaces, you know, have programs and policies in place, many of them, to remedy those situations. Um, No one should ever have to feel that it is okay to be treated that way. Um, I know that the the district where my kids go to school have zero tolerance policies and file the paperwork, talk to the right people, get a trusted adult or confidant to help you navigate. You don't have to go through that alone, nor should you. And there are people who are here to help you go through that um, and remedy it and be on your side. So if you ever feel like no one's on your side, there are people on your side. There are people on your side. Um, and, you know, it's easier said than done, but uh, why, why try to fit in when you were born to stand out, right? When they make oh, fun of you for being... Oh, wow, that right? is a great, that's a great saying. Yeah, it's, it's true. Why, you know, uh, you know it's, it's like they say... Um, when they make fun of you for being um, different, make fun of them for being exactly the same. You know, and I'm not saying you should make fun of anybody, but but you know yeah, when they no, when they I treat you, you that mean. way, yeah. But just think through that. You know, um, you know when they look at you funny for being different in your head, maybe think about wow, look at you for being exactly the same as everyone else. Um, Maybe that's something you do internally because I wouldn't advocate for anyone to make fun back because then, um, you know, as Michelle Obama says, when they go low, we go high. So um, I I just want to say that, you know, it's important that folks know that there are people there to help. um, And and they're there to help you in ways that are comfortable for you, whether it's a phone call, whether it's in person. But the key thing is to tell people. Tell people. You don't have to go through this alone. I hope that helps. Oh, my God, that was such great advice. And and again, if you're listening, remember, now you're hearing it from someone that went through this, is not only successful today, but is a role where he can help others. I always say, I would be a trillionaire if I could figure out how to make medicine or a pill that you could take while you're in school. And know that when you look back, if you could see what it's going to look like later in your life when you look back. Because believe me, you'll say, what? I cared what they said. What was wrong with me? Um, And look at Apoorva. You know? Wonder what some of those kids would say today. Look at him today. Hey, those same kids could meet him on an interview as an adult. I always say, you know, you just don't know what's going to happen. Uh, But Apoorva, thank you. I think that was just such tremendous advice. Then about your parents. Tell me about your parents. They immigrated here to the United States. I bet they were hard hard workers, right? Oh, my goodness, yes, absolutely. So my parents uh, came in the mid-60s. Actually, my father came first. Um, on the academic track and made his way through the South at uh, different universities, teaching and studying and, you know, publishing. Um, and my mother soon followed afterwards. Um, yeah, look, I, I'm the walking embodiment of the American dream. 
and their hard work and sacrifice. My sister and I stood on their shoulders, and anything I have is because of them. There's no question about it. Um, they uh, sacrificed. They worked hard. They took extra jobs. They did the extra things that they needed to do to make a great life in this giving country. Um, they moved. Um, Joyce, you'll be pleased to know, I spent part of my childhood in the great city of Pittsburgh. Um, I did, my oh. father taught at, yeah, my father taught at Pitt University in the accounting department. And uh, through the great graces of that great city, uh, was given great opportunities and, and um, found his way to Washington, D.C. Um, and worked for the federal government for a long time. But, you know, it's, it's my father and my mother who um, basically sacrificed everything. If you think about it, what they did in their 20s, they went halfway around the globe to another place and through the great graces of this great country, which was so giving, um, you know, was able to make a great life for um, my sister and I. And make no doubt about it, it's about hard work and opportunities. And, you know, that's a lot about what you do, Joyce, is helping people find opportunities. So, um, you know, my mother's passed uh, now, but my father's still with us. And um, I'm really proud. He's writing his autobiography right now. Uh, about wow. Yeah. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah, so I'm really excited to be a part of that. You know, Apoorva, my... Uh my on my father's side Italian, on my mother's side Austrian and English, but somehow the Italian took over our family. But my oh. grandfather came from Italy to the United States on a ship. I even have a photograph of this ship mm-hmm. by himself at the age of seventeen with like a couple hundred dollars. That's it. Oh and yeah. And and, le- and look what happened. Uh, he would mm-hmm. never have believed, you know, he, while I was in college is when he passed away. But he would never believe that man and, of course, my mother's family, that from that would become someone that worked in the United States and around the world to help people with disabilities. And this is why I say this is such a great country, but I also say welcome to everyone around the world, no matter where you are, because if it were not, that they they could have not accepted my grandparents and great-grandparents, but they did. So to those of you listening to other parts of the world, this is the land of the American dream. Welcome, everyone. That is uh, the greatest thing that can happen. Yeah, I totally agree. And look, um, especially in the hospitality business, right, we are about welcoming everybody. And let's also remember success is never final, right? So I definitely believe that in the arc of life, goodness wins out. There will always be bumps and twists and turns along the way. But in the end, success is never final. And I, and I do feel that I'm, I'm very blessed to, um, to uh, have been uh, raised in, in this great country. And I love it enough to... Um, try to help it improve uh, every day. No, well, you, you're a blessing to me, Apoorva. You're so and kind. you're a blessing to the USBLN, the United States Business Leadership Network, uh, as a board member, you know, uh, how wonderful we are to have you there. So how about if you tell our listeners about the USBLN, what is sure. it and what is the mission? Absolutely. So USBLN, United States Business Leadership Network, um, is a phenomenal organization which really is focused on driving success through disability inclusion. And what does that mean? It's about how do we um, help build business inclusion for people with disabilities, whether it's from a um, hiring and retention and career perspective. You know, how do we ensure and help companies um, learn how to attract great talent and uh, not just bring them into your companies, but how to help them thrive. Um, And looking at people for their abilities, right? Looking at what people bring to the table and how to harness those great skills, just like you would for anybody and use it to um, kind of lift all boats to help you achieve great business success, to help folks achieve great personal success um, and to promote inclusion. 
uh, from a careers perspective. They also help in terms of helping uh, corporations learn how to ex- access an amazing marketplace, right, of, of future consumers or customers through understanding how to market to, to uh, people with disabilities or how to market inclusively and with cultural competence. USBLN also focuses on driving um, the uh, amazing disability-owned businesses. How do we help these businesses um, win contracts? And Joyce, I know this is an area you've spent a lot of time. How to help folks understand how to put together a capability statement, how to learn how to pitch uh, your services, how to network and, and make those contacts so that you can win that contract and put your great abilities to work. It's also about leadership and development, rising leaders programs and things like that, where we work with universities or uh, other companies to help build, um, help build those professional development traits on interviewing skills, resume writing, focusing on your strong points, things like that. And what, what, um, USBLN has done an amazing job of is, um, you know, focusing on convening an amazing conference which just grows every year, but not just at that conference, but also throughout the year is pushing and advocating for business inclusion for people with disabilities. Um, you know, Jill Halton, uh, who runs it, is an amazing leader with her amazing team of people. Um, who every day get up and say, what can we do to help ensure there's a level playing field? Whether it's advocating with the government, advocating with businesses, uh, advocating with other organizations, um, because each, each of those groups have a role. And Jill is amazing with her team in figuring out how to help these different groups who want to do the right thing find their sweet spots so that they can affect change in a way that helps everybody. And uh, it's a real joy to be a part of USBLN, and it's, it's a great uh, opportunity for, for me personally to, to be a part of a group that I think is, is, is driving measurable and effective change. And it's really fun to watch uh, so many corporations and, and businesses be a part of it. Um, and it's a real joy. And you know, it's, it's great to see the conference growing every year. I think maybe five years ago, maybe about 400 to 500 people come. And now we're topping 1,000 easily. Um, Joyce, check me on this, but I think it sells out every year. Oh, my God. I just want to say, this conference rocks. I yeah. mean, if you haven't been there, uh, large corporations across America from – Microsoft, which actually our chair, who was on the show a few weeks ago, Jenny LeFleury, uh, is the chair of the board. So from Microsoft to the Marriott to Northrop Grumman to Highmark and, and just you know, Wells Fargo, PNC, I can yeah. go on forever because Comcast, you name it, they're probably at the conference. It is Absolutely spectacular, great speakers, great sessions, uh, great networking. Uh, What a poor of a set is true. Years ago, four or five hundred. Next year, jumps up. Next year, jumps up. I know only two years ago. Do you know they had to turn down 250 people? Wow. Turn down. Turn down. So, yes, it's sold out. Uh, I don't know if it's sold out yet, so, you know, you should still uh, register, contact the BLN. You still have time. It's July 9th through 12th in Las Vegas at the Cosmopolitan, which I think is that connected with the Marriott of Porva? Yeah, it absolutely is. It's one of our hotels, part of the autograph collection. And uh, I guarantee you, you'll have an amazingly great time. There's right in the middle of the strip there and a great location for all the fun that Las Vegas brings. But also, you know, I, I was just thinking, when I think about all the different types of uh, people who attend, it's individuals who are looking to network it's, uh, and, and get professional development opportunities. It's corporations who are looking to um, find out ways to capitalize and, and, and attract um, 
a, a great segment of folks with amazing abilities, but it's also a celebration, celebration of our abilities. It's a celebration of our inclusion. And it's, it's an amazing way to meet some great people. Um, and, and if you're Adobe uh, dis- disabled-owned business, great way for you to make some contacts and build your businesses. I guess it comes back to it's just a place where a rising tide just lifts all boats. And I know I always come out feeling energized and feel like I'm going to take over the world. And Jill Houghton's a, a huge part of that and uh, her great team. And, it's just a, a, and also just an amazingly fun time. Yeah, we're really lucky to have Jill. Jill Howard is phenomenal. I just want to mention, I am a disability-owned business enterprise, and actually I partnered with another disability-owned business enterprise, uh, No Barriers Media, which is Andy Houghton, to join together and create this software training product, iDisability. And you know what? We met, we have so much people we've met there, but so do all the other disability-owned business enterprises. Here's another connection. One of them, Caption First, is guess what? I'm their customer, and they are captioning the show right now and have since I started 15 years ago because we wanted this show caption uh, for, you know, all of our uh, deaf brothers and sisters. So actually, Mm -hmm. my company paid pays Voice America, uh, well, we pay Caption first, my company, so that it is captioned. But my point is they are a disability-owned business enterprise, and how amazing we work together. So, you know, uh, but if you're a dis- you know, disability-owned business, you've got to get connected to the USBLN. You will meet so many large corporations that want to work with you. So you're right, Apoorva. I have had so many companies tell me that when they leave, they're like so energized and they have a million new ideas from attending that conference. So once again, USBLN, conference 2018 Las Vegas make sure you check that out on their website usbln.org and I do believe you will see how beneficial it is Um, Apoorva yes you were mentioning about jobs being important but I know you know that the employment of people with disabilities is abysmal. It's terrible. You know, the ADA was signed in 1990. How can it be possible that still today, 70% of people with disabilities are not even part of the workforce? You know, here's the needle that did not move. And I know that's what the USBLN is working to see change. But my question to you is why? I mean, you know, right. here we are all these years, blind, deaf, epilepsy, wheelchairs. Why do you think we have not been able to change that number? You know, um, I, I don't know. I, I think there's probably many contributing factors. Um, one that comes to mind, I think, is awareness by employers or hiring managers of look, I, I think sometimes people look at people by what they can't do by their disability, as opposed to looking at them for their ability. What can people bring to the table? Or they may not understand that through accommodations, there are ways to help. And by, by not understanding those things, I worry if people then, decide not to make an offer based on those. So it's, it's, it's trying to switch the awareness or switch the mindset of looking at people's abilities versus their disabilities and then trying to help people understand, look, this is a great talent. This person is fantastic and may bring abilities to the table that you aren't thinking about or bring abilities to the table that are not um, available by the other folks that are in their hiring pool. So it's about twisting the, changing the, the view um, and mindset. And I think um, it's important that people recognize that there is a, a loyalty as well, that there are many um, uh, people with disabilities 
who may, may, will probably end up being some of your most loyal employees and will do an amazingly great job for you um, and will rise up and, and bring so much more innovation than maybe some other folks would. Because if you think about it, many people with disabilities, their whole life is about innovation. It's about finding that mindset. It's about that daily mindset of, okay, I'm faced with 10 problems a day, and I'm going to figure out a way to solve them. Why? Because I have to. I have to solve this issue because I got to get to get to work or I got things I need to do that are in a world that is may not be built for me, but I bring that mindset of innovation to the table and what company wouldn't want that? You know, every day you have to solve problems or find different ways to address an issue. And what does that do? That breeds innovative thought. It brings new solutions in today's marketplace, which is what differentiates companies and builds business success. So I think we need to change the way we speak about this and talk about people's abilities. Agreed, there are many different things that are contributing to that horrible number, but this is one I think that we can uh, help solve by talking about how we, by, how we speak about this. And I think it's also incumbent upon the community to move with swagger and talk about why we belong at the table and why having someone um, with different abilities can bring a whole new lens onto business and, and, and bring a whole new revenue stream that can help businesses be even more successful. So I hope that answers your question. Oh, you know what? You're coming up with, I, I'm even writing this down. I love these uh, little Aporva quotes today. Move with <laughs> swagger. Oh, you know what? But that is true. That is true. Right. See, though, we've got to come out of the dark. We've got to come out and we've got to say we can do the job. Hire us. Yeah. Um, we've got to do that. Right. We, 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 we belong at the table. We belong at the table. And it's not because we're expecting someone to give it to us. No. Our backgrounds, our life stories have earned us a spot at the table. And we need to act like that. You know what I mean? We have to yes. act like that. Right. And uh, former Secretary of Labor, Tom Perez, he would always say, <clears throat> you can go to the symphony to hear a beautiful piece of music uh, like Beethoven's Ninth Symphony, whatever it would be. But guess what? If there, if there are some instruments that aren't being heard, you won't have that beautiful symphony. And that, right. is, that is so true because yeah. we all have something to contribute. We all do. Um, and Apoorva, I know that this is personal for you. Um, and do you want to share why that is? Well, sure. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I've, absolutely. Um, my, uh, my best friend um, is deaf. My youngest daughter is deaf. She wears, both of them wear cochlear implants. So it's personal for me. Um, you know, I want to help make a world where they have the same opportunities as anybody else um, because I know the amazing skills and insights they can bring to the table. And it's, it's, it's shocking that that number you quote. And I know we're better than that. I know we're better than that. And I know my, my buddy Alok and my daughter Anisha are better than that because they have so much to offer. So I want to do my part to help try to make a, a scenario or a business um, initiative where it's about jobs. It's about how do we figure out ways to employ people? Because I know once, um, once folks get into those roles, they're going to succeed and soar. Uh, we just need the opportunity. And I want to do my part to uh, help, uh, help create um, an environment where folks are applauded for their abilities and, and not focused on for their disabilities. And, you know, it's so funny, isn't it? Uh, I, I mean, how ironic. We're talking about your daughter, and I just talked about that beautiful Ninth Symphony by Beethoven. <laughs> in case your listeners don't know, Beethoven became deaf later in his life. Um, but, you know, what the heck does that have to do with being, look, look what he did. 
right? What the heck does that have to do with anyone being successful today? And if you're a business listening, I have hired so many people who are deaf to work in IT, finance, accounting, and for the National Security Agency, the first person they hired from me over a decade ago was a person with quadriplegia, and the next two people were deaf to work at one of the premier intelligence agencies in the world. So, uh, you know, with video relay today, I mean, you know, people who are deaf can compete equally as with other disabilities. So, um, you know, I always say you have to open your eyes. That's what you have to do. So, Apoorva, I think I'm going to guess who this is, but... (laughs) My question for you is, who is your role model or models, whatever it may be? Oh, wow. Well, yes, I think you could probably guess who that is. Um, uh, My parents, for sure. Uh, There's no doubt about it. Uh, You know, like I mentioned before, uh, you know, they did things that I couldn't even consider fathom, right? As a young 20-something, you go halfway around the world to a different country, a strange land, out of your comfort zone. Um, and say, all right, let's go. Seven bucks in the pocket. Let's make it happen. And you know what? There wasn't complaining. There wasn't, oh, I wasn't, you know, it was, no, let's get to work. It was, um, let's figure this out. Let's ask for help. Let's take advantage of opportunities. Let's work hard. Let's take that next, um, you know, teaching gig in this other city. Let's go from Atlanta to New Orleans to, uh, sorry, to Baton Rouge to North Carolina, to Pittsburgh, to Washington. Let's take, let's get out of our comfort zone. And they did all that and uh, built this role model example of hard work. Um, you know, I think about my parents. I mean, they did this as a minority in the South in the 60s. Yeah, that that is amazing. <laughs> that is amazing yeah. in the South, in the 60s. Yeah. I mean, when the uh, uh, Civil Rights Act was signed in 62, I mean, that is amazing. Yeah, my father would tell me a story once. Um, He was in Baton Rouge at a a big university there. And you know how many universities they'll have like their club day where, um, you know, all the clubs like the Glee Club will have a booth or like the uh, a book club or, you know, athletic society group or, you know, they all have different booths. Well, can you believe that the most famous group at that time, the Ku Klux Klan hate group, they actually had their own booth. Can you imagine that? Are you kidding me? No, it was actually a legitimate booth that you would have at a university back then. So you oh, think about that. How yeah, horrifying. How horrifying, yeah, and, and right? You know so, what? You're not, you're not talking about uh, the 40s or 50s. You're talking right. about the 60s, which, oh, yeah, that is. Yeah. That is. So I, yeah, so I tell you the story, that story only in that, you know, it just shows you how, uh, what kind of scenario or environment it was and how my parents worked through it. So to that, I owe, I owe everything to them. Yeah, that is a. Uh, that, that yeah you do that is uh, a powerful story because I can't yeah. imagine what they went through or how they were viewed uh, during right. that time period. Uh, you know, uh, Apoorva, we were talking about being grateful when I went to through the State Department to South Korea, but most recently to Indonesia this mm-hmm. year. I mean, we're talking complete poverty, uh, open sewage, uh, and people there, they won't even admit they have a disability. I mean, there is nothing even remotely like the ADA. And, of course, I will do everything I can. I'm going to put together a group of leaders just to try to come up with ideas, which, Apoorva, you're going to be one of because – in, you know, parts of Indonesia, there are Marriott's. Uh, so, right. you know, this is a place, uh, you know, where someone could uh, work. Right now, they probably already are working there. You know, I always say you go to a company and they say they haven't hired people with disabilities before. And I tell them, oh, yeah, you have. 
Right. Yeah, they're they're here right now. They're just not telling you. They uh, right. have epilepsy, bipolar disorder. Uh, and by right. the way, there are people very hard of hearing. They don't disclose. They just do workarounds. Uh, right. So, you know, there probably are already in those countries people working. But, you know, it just reminds me when I hear those stories and about uh, people immigrating here, that when people come to this country, how they so much just want one thing, an opportunity. That's right. Not, That's not right. give this to me, you know, not, right. oh, feel sorry for me, just a chance. Just That's right. a chance. That's exactly well, right. And I think uh, more often than not, you'll see that's what people want, and they, and they want to work hard. People want to work hard. You know what I mean? They, they, um, I think it's part of our American culture is hardworking, you know, and it's built into it, and I think people just need to, equally need to have that opportunity. Well, Apoorva, you know, when you were talking about how you were uh, bullied when you were young or excluded, and I was saying, look at you now, um, and I didn't know, by the way, I missed that you were at Accenture, which is another prestigious organization, but if you had to list something, what would you consider your greatest accomplishment? Wow. <laughs> That's a big question. Um uh, I mean, personally, I'm very proud of being a father of three kids and a, hopefully a good husband. Um, but I try to be a great father. Um, parenting is really hard. I got to tell you, it's hard. Um, and trying to navigate children through today's society um, is very different than I think it was when I was growing up. And I think every generation probably says that. Um, I'm most proud of my, my family and um I, I guess I'm very proud of our unit and kind of how we've gone through everything together, um, whether it's adopting our youngest, um, navigating through high school, um, you know, um, navigating the immigrant family experience. I'm very proud of that um, personally. Um, I think professionally, um, this role that I'm in right now is probably the most, uh, it's a job that fills my soul. And I'm really proud of what I think. Um, I like to think that in some small way, I've had a positive impact um, on uh, diverse groups in this country um, and doing my part to make sure that I'm helping to move the ball forward. And I, I've just been really proud of um, trying to affect that change. Um, there are a lot of different little projects probably along the way, but I think overall just... Um, you know, being able to take this role is something I'm really proud of because I feel like I get to make a difference every day, whether it's advocating for LGBT inclusion, whether it's advocating for inclusion of people with disabilities. I mean, look, I'm really proud of uh, the projects I do with USBLN. We recently hosted 15 travelers with disabilities to our headquarters here at Marriott. We, wow. Um, we're, awesome. Yeah, we're yeah, we're really proud of that. And we were able to show some new rooms concepts that we had. We did a focus group session. We did an innovation session. And we're, we're, we're about to, uh, we've been in the process of gathering all of those great pieces of feedback and um, op- try to operationalize all of it. And as you might surmise, doing something in 6,000 hotels is a little tough, but, you know, we're trying to get better with every day. We're proud of where we are, but we know that, as Mr. Marriott says, success is never final. And I'm really proud of uh, the opportunity to do what we can to try and make sure that everyone has a great experience with us. Yeah. Wow. And you do, including where you have provided uh, swimming pools for people with disabilities. So, um, I mean, you know, you have been part is what I mean. You have been part through the Marriott, you know, working for an organization like the Marriott through what you've done at the USBLN, for what you're doing right now, uh, including people of all backgrounds, diverse backgrounds. Um, right. You are doing a lot right now, Apoorva. You, you have accomplished you. a lot. So, Apoorva, for our listeners today, what message would you like to leave with our listeners today? Oh, wow. I mean, I would just say, one, I want to say thank you um, for listening. And, 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 you know, I would just 
say that uh, you know the, there's so many great people out there who are here to help. I would tell them that you know get involved with organizations like USBLN, um, even just to un- learn more about it. Get on the website, talk to people, get out of your comfort zone, meet folks. Because I think what you know, if you are finding that you are running up against roadblocks, you know what? There's a bunch of people who have already figured out a way around them and are war- more than willing to help you find that and help you succeed. USBLN is an organization that wants to be a part of that uh, success and be help you get there. Um, so come to the conference, meet people. I'd love to meet you there. Um, and, and just ask, don't be afraid to ask for help because there are a lot of people who would love to, to be a to help you and be a part of it. So uh, don't be afraid to do that. And stay in Marriott uh, Hotels. We're here to welcome you, too. That's right. Platinum member, <laughs> Joyce Bender. Hey, uh, yeah, Porva, thank you so much, not only for being with us today, but just for being the person you are and all the great things you're doing. My pleasure. And, and Joyce, thanks for everything you're doing. Um, it's all about jobs and contracts, and that helps very tangibly change people's lives. So thanks for what you do as well. Well, um, and remember, Porva Gandhi, USBLN conference, you'll find him there. Okay, well, I end every show with a quote. um, And because of Apoorva and his enthusiasm, our quote today is, nothing great was ever achieved without enthusiasm, said Ralph Waldo Emerson. And next week, Make sure you join us when we talk to Stacia Kalinowski, who is a video journalist, Emmy Award winner, and person fighting the fight for people like me living with epilepsy. This hey, Joyce. is joy. Yes. Can I can I give you another quote to end this end with as well? Yeah. Yes. yes. So next to my desk, I, on my desk, I have a piece of paper that has a bunch of quotes that I read every morning if I'm having a bad day or just to get, get my foot off to the right day. Uh, here's one for everyone. Whenever you feel weak, remember the things that made you strong. Whenever you doubt yourself, remember those who believe in you. I'm not sure who said it, but I love it. Wow. That is a great quote. Hey, in 15 years, you're the only guest that ever said, I have a quote, too. And see what I mean about Apoorva? This man is enthusiastic, and I love him so much. So, you know, make sure, USBLN Conference, hope we see you there in July. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Talk to you next week. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. 